0: Welcome to the Not For Proper podcast. My name is Matt Williams. Today we are talking to Andrea Watkins. Andrea is from the New South Wales Humanitarian Hub and they help asylum seekers uh, with their application for asylum within Australia. Today we cover off three things with Andrea. The first one being around collaboration. So we go into the depths of collaboration, what it is, and it's a new word being bandied around. And we look at what the objectives have to be in place to ensure that collaboration is achievable and manageable and gets results. So we look at that on the on the level of collaboration with four other entities. The second area we talked to Andrew about is managing that collaboration and keeping it simple the humanitarian hub hub has one focus and that is volunteers only. So they don't go into other areas, they don't go into other focuses. So they keep it simple, keep it down on one focus so that ensures that that success of that collaboration is manageable and directable. So we talked to Andrea about that as well. And the third and final thing we talked to Andrea about is we talked to her about training. Volunteer training and what that means to the volunteers and also the organizations that they're helping. We go delve into the training sector and about how what they cover off and what sectors they cover in the training, both online and face-to-face, and what that face-to-face means for volunteers, how it gives them a boost and and lets the volunteer know that they're not alone and they can actually be a part of a team. So we talked to Andrea about this and what entails to actually get that done. So without further ado, let's have a chat to Andrea. The Not For Profit Podcast is brought to you by Platinum Audits for all your auditing needs. If you need any audits done or you need any information, please contact Platinum Audits. Welcome to the Not-for-Profit Podcast. My name is Matt Williams. Today, we are talking with Andrea Watkins from the Humanitarian Hub. Welcome, Andrea.
1: Thank you very much. It's great to be
0: here. Andrea, just give us a quick intro about what you do, what Humanitarian Hub does. There's a little bit of detail in there. Can you just give us a quick overview of what you guys do? yeah
1: sure so uh the humanitarian hub is a joint project between four organizations who work with refugees and people seeking asylum in new south wales so those four organizations are the asylum seeker center in newtown uh, the house of welcome in granville the jesuit refugee service in westmead and RACs, the refugee advice and casework service who are based out of brandwick So these four organisations worked together for for quite a while, obviously, within the the sector. It's it's a very small sector, but a very dedicated one. Um, And in 2016, they decided to form an alliance, the New South Wales Alliance for People Seeking Asylum, uh, or NAPSA. Uh, And that was for, I guess, in in response to a number of funding cuts um, and an increasing demand on services. So they thought that by forming this alliance and working together, they could actually strengthen their services and increase their capacity in the sector. So the Humanitarian Hub is uh, the first project of our four organisations, and it was designed for, to support a common need, and, and that is to support and recruit uh, volunteers for our four organisations. Um, volunteers are the absolute lifeblood of our organisations. We wouldn't be able to do the work that we do without them. Um, and as you know, volunteer managing is, is getting increasingly difficult, um, particularly in Australia. It's an expensive city to live in. Uh, volunteering, you know, I think everyone is, is a bit time poor and, and volunteering, we know, is, is on the decline. So the hub is, is really uh, an online platform. It's, it's a website, it's a database where people can register their interest in volunteering. Um, it also provides information about uh, volunteering with our organisations. Um, People can apply for for roles online and we also developed a a bespoke training package for our volunteers. So we run that as a face-to-face session, a three-hour session, uh, usually at least once a month. And we're also about to roll out an online training package for our volunteers.
0: Wow, sounds like a busy time.
1: It is, it is. It's fantastic. It's amazing what you can do with uh, the power of collaboration.
0: Absolutely. So what got you started in the not-for-profit sector? Like, has, Is it something you've always done or is it just this for this project?
1: Uh, no, I've worked in the not-for-profit sector for going on 15 years. Um, I started out in a very small, uh, very wonderful little community-based charity and uh, I've sort of moved across a few different sectors, including sort of med- mental health and education uh, and eventually into you know, large international aid organisations. Um, I was actually looking for uh, volunteer work. I, I'd reached a point where I had a good life balance in the the work I was doing and I thought I wanted to volunteer and I specifically chose the the refugee sector because I, I thought like so many others that, that I just want to help. And I had a look on, on a few different websites and, and this role for the coordinator role had just been posted. So I've been fortunate enough to work with the hub for the last uh, three years.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And yeah, we find that a lot of people in this sector are in it for life, literally.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think uh, I can imagine. You know, whether it's not for profit or, or for purpose, it's it's really important to me um, that that my work is is benefiting others and and really is actually contributing well to the community.
0: Absolutely, yeah. You said you mentioned before it's a volunteer hub, and you mentioned that the volunteers you find is dwindling a little bit it's getting harder to find volunteers have you had success in finding volunteers and what has worked or what hasn't worked
1: yeah look we we really have uh, had some great success particularly for uh more specialized volunteering roles so roles that uh, require i guess some qualifications some technical skills things like um graphic designers uh copywriters even um marketing and fundraising um even even teachers training um people and and teachers who can provide mentoring skills Uh, so the way the hub is designed people can enter uh, when they register a profile they can actually enter in as much detail as they like including their their previous qualifications or or skills or experience and and that allows us to actually search through the database and, and find people who are registered with us for those specific roles um, I guess it's also been really helpful for the four organisations to have a, a central hub you know, madly promoting their, their organisations and, and advertising that they do really need volunteers. Um, it's also been really great that the four organisations tend to, to share around the load. So if one of our organisations, for example, doesn't need as many volunteers at, at the moment, any inquiries they do get, they actually direct to the other organisations. So there's that real sense of, of I guess, Collaboration and uh, you know, coming together, and, and actually supporting one another to try and make sure that, that those volunteer, that's very precious volunteer resources, uh, are shared as, as well as we can.
0: Yeah, shared and utilised where they where they're needed.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: Yeah. So with the with the volunteer database, is it something mm-hmm. you guys built directly, or did you use something that was already out there on the market? Because obviously we speaking to different organisations, and some are like, oh, we just do it, you know, a spreadsheet and some you know, some uh, bit further develop their own software. So how did you guys go about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, we actually uh, did build a, a bespoke website and a, a database. So um, look, it's a, it's a very standard uh, WordPress website. It's got a, a CV CRM behind it, which is actually quite a powerful customer records management system. And it works in well with the other organisations because the reality is uh, we have all very different organisations. They do often do very similar work and there is a lot of overlap with what they do, but they all work very independently and very differently. So the database had to be able to fit in with other existing CRMs but also with Excel spreadsheets and, and basically work with with what people were able to and what was easiest for them. So, yeah, while it, it does contain a lot of, I guess, high-tech uh, ability to, to search, particularly, particularly useful for reporting and, and such... Um, it can also just export data straight to an Excel spreadsheet, which is also really useful.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Have the – you said that four, the four organisations are very different yet collaborative at the same time. Mm. Is there something that's unique about them? Obviously, they work in the um, the immigration sector and asylum seeking, that sort of thing. But mm. is there a uniqueness about them other than they are an NFP that makes them collaborative? Just thinking from a – other organizations out there looking at it. How can they work together if they're so different yet similar?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's a question we get asked a lot about, you know, how do we make collaboration work because collaboration is not easy. Um, It's a great buzzword and everyone wants to do it. uh, And look, it can, you know, elicit some great uh, responses and great resources, but it it takes work. So, yes, our four organizations are obviously in the same sector, but they, they do work very differently. They have shared values, basically, and shared beliefs. their shared purposes. So um, fundamentally, they all believe that it is a human right to seek asylum and that the people who come to, to our country and ask for protection are actually owed uh, services and support in order to, to support them in rebuilding their lives. Shared values, uh, overlapping services, these sorts of things all really help to, to establish I guess, a common goal and common objectives in in the Hub's case, it was the fact that we needed more volunteers, but also to support the volunteers that we have through training. I guess meeting regularly is one of the things that um, that a good collaboration should do. Um, And certainly one of the things that's really worked well for us was to put together uh, a memorandum of understanding um, and that gets reviewed annually. So that, that very clearly sets out the objectives of the collaboration, um, why they're together. Um, it sets out how often they'll meet and really goes through, I guess, the, the type of things that you know, communication lines, um, decision-making, that type of thing, to set out you know, how we work together and, and how we resolve any issues when they if they do crop up.
0: Oh, that's awesome yeah and that memory of understanding would very be a very integral document as to why how things happen and like you said if something goes wrong
1: yeah yeah absolutely it's it's been really good i mean the the four ceo's directors of these organizations are are incredibly committed to collaboration but they're also very honest you know we we do address the elephant in the room, which is that we are all actually competing within the same sector. You know, we, we are competing for funds, for uh, resources and, and even for volunteers. So um, they're, they're not shy from uh, sticking away from that. They do talk about that and uh, it is something that's, that's addressed at every meeting. Um, but it's really important to keep those lines of communication uh, really open and honest
0: yeah, I was going to ask about the funding side of things. So the mm-hmm. humanitarian hub, has, it, I assume, has its own funding and as does the four entities. Is there a collaboration of funding or is it individual funding, doing our own thing, but just coming together for the volunteers?
1: No, this was a, a wonderfully collaborative project from start to finish. Uh, we, the, the hub is actually funded collaboratively uh, by three different philanthropic organisations. So the Vincent Fairfax Family Foundation, Uh, the Caledonia Foundation and the Sydney Meyer Fund all came together um, in responses to to different grants that our four organisations had had begun to put together and between uh, I guess the seven of them uh, they came up with this funding proposal uh, that's really allowed us to increase capacity but also to to innovate um, in a sector where you know none of our organisations receive government funding um, they're all incredibly stretched for, for, for funding and for resources. So this has allowed us to, to be innovative and, and to, to sort of provide that support to, to one section of our workforce, our volunteer workforce. Our, our collaborative funders have also been amazing in the fact that they, they've collaborated in every sense. You know, they, they've put together a single reporting system so that, that we just provided uh, one set of reporting as opposed to three different reports. Uh,
0: awesome
1: yeah it's been absolutely (laughs) wonderful (laughs) um and look they've been really supportive they've been in contact with us the whole way through um obviously with any project uh things you know move around and they take different turns and sometimes they they work out and sometimes they don't and and they've been really understanding of that and uh, i think they they really appreciated that while they're collaborating to provide the funds we're also collaborating to actually get
0: get some amazing things done yeah and as we work together more things can happen easier and the more impact we can have
1: yeah absolutely really and yeah. this is this is from top to bottom funding to to volunteers
0: yeah absolutely have the you said it's based in new south wales have they looked at implementing something like in other states of australia like you know, under the same model or is it something that maybe looked at down the track
1: um, look, we've certainly uh, showcased the hub, if you like, at a, a number of different conferences. Um, we've been fortunate enough to speak at the, uh, I think we spoke at the Philanthropy Australia conference last year, uh, Volunteering Australia conference as well, um, the Third Sector this year. So we've certainly been promoting it as a, you know, as a, I guess an example of of what can happen when organisations. Do make the commitment to come together and, and to collaborate and, and they do perhaps look to, to funding agencies to also assist them with that sort of collaboration and, and increase of capacity. Uh, so potentially down the track, I mean, I would highly recommend it to other organisations. It's a, it's a great way to not only strengthen uh, what you're doing, but also to strengthen uh, the personnel and, and not just our volunteers, you know, they, they get a chance to, obviously, be supported, but and to meet other people at the training. But it's also been really great for our CEOs and for our volunteer managers to to have that regular support and know that there's there's other people in the same boat, you know, dealing with the same issues. And it really does provide that that sense of support.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If somebody was thinking about a collaboration in not necessarily the human, you know, humanitarian or the the um, asylum seeking area, but how would they get started? How did how did the the group four of them come together and say, let's collaborate. How, how would you get started in around that?
1: Yeah, sure. Look, I, I think, I mean, they, they all knew each other quite well. And uh, the the CEOs have, have referred on an, a number of occasions to there was a intrinsic level of trust and respect. So I think uh, those values are very important. As I said, having very similar values and, and having the same objectives and, and you know, core purposes. They don't have to be exactly identical, and they certainly don't have to go about them in the same ways. But the general sense of of moving in a in one direction and um, and for a particular reason really helped. Uh, so I guess identifying people, like minded organizations, um, and and having those conversations, you know, and, and and nutting out the the real details of it, not being afraid to to be honest and have those you know honest communication. As an example, the the hub doesn't fundraise, uh, even though these organizations desperately do need funds and they all fundraise individually. Um, it's it's set out in the MOU and it's it's very clear the hub is just for volunteers. So we don't contact the people who are on our database about fundraising. It is strictly for volunteers. Um, and that was a decision they made so that we didn't get into the murky waters of you know how much funding goes here and, and whatnot. Um look, they, NAPSA as a, as a collaboration, you know, as a separate entity, actually do do joint fundraising campaigns. Um, but the hub that was decided is is just for volunteering and supporting volunteers.
0: Do you find that having that understanding and that one focus of volunteers, not fundraising, it makes it easier to stay on your goals, achieve the, uh, you know, set, set some outcomes and achieve them? Mm-hmm. Is it much easier rather than having multiple levels?
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I think that's probably a... A really good point uh, you've made to to recognise when you are perhaps looking at a collaboration to to maybe keep it as simple as you can, because there are a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Uh, you know, as I said, collaboration is is a great thing, but it's also, it also takes a lot of legwork. Um, there's lots of emails going around. There's lots of uh, different people having input on on all sorts of, of changes and decision making. So, having a, a clear singular purpose has um, has really been a good way to just move that that particular issue forward and and really focus on volunteering and uh, leaving you know, the, the other organisations to, to or many different things that they do to keep themselves
0: going. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned the you're doing the bespoke training for the volunteers. What mm-hmm. does that entail? Like, you, you, I know you said you're doing a face to face. Trying to get an online one at the moment. What does yeah. the training Entail for the volunteers, and how is that helping the volunteers become more aware of what's around them?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so the the face to face training, we uh, we actually started out running it in two sessions, two three hour sessions, um, and it, it had a total of I think eight modules. And what we've eventually done is move four of those modules online. Those are the ones that that we feel can um, be provided in a bit more in-depth online and we've kept the the, um, topics that uh, required a bit more interpersonal skill development into our face-to-face training. So we cover in the face-to-face sessions uh, a bit about our organisations and and working with us. Um, We look at cross-cultural competency and and working with people from different cultures. Uh, We go through a bit about trauma and trauma-informed care, so working with people who've experienced trauma. And we finish off with uh, setting and maintaining professional boundaries for volunteers, which uh, is a lot of fun to do, but uh, also really important. So they're designed uh, to get people together. You know, the the sessions, we usually cap them at 20, so they're a nice little group. There are often lots of uh, volunteers from different organisations there, so they also get a chance to meet one another and to, to learn from sort of shared experiences. Um, you know, someone can be doing food bank in uh, the Asylum Seeker Centre in Newtown and, and also food bank in JRS in Westmead and, you know, they'll never have met one another, but they are doing very similar things and, and they're, you know, they're coming up against very similar issues. So it's a great place to, to sort of meet and share and, and discuss these things as well.
0: That's awesome. And do they, the participants that get a lot out of that, like you said, they're doing the same thing, but do they get more out of it just to to say, yes, we're not alone. Yes, we we're out there together. Do you find that that? collaborates more again like gets them it gives them a bit of a uplift to say yes we can we're, we're making a difference
1: oh yeah absolutely um it's it's really been one of the the i guess the great features that we found from the face-to-face training you know that's why we didn't want to put it all online we wanted to to maintain a, a number of modules where, where people could really get to, to meet one another and, and learn from one another um it also gives people a, a place to you know, come. We usually hold the training within one of the organisations, so they get to see what it's like if they haven't been there before. We do also open up the training to anyone who's interested in volunteering with us or who might be thinking about volunteering with us. So sometimes it's the the first introduction that people have to our organisations as well, and uh, it provides a sense of yeah of unity and I guess shared shared experiences while well. they're also learning about some, some key things, the the everyday things that we work with.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Well, we're just about out of time. I thank you so much for that. If people wanted to get in contact with you, what what's mm-hmm. the best way to do that? How do they go about that?
1: Yeah, sure. So probably the, the website is the best option. So it's ww.newsouthwales or nswhumanitarianhub.org.au. Is very long, so check your spelling. <laughs>
0: it'll be it'll be on the show notes, so that's okay. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, and uh, there. Look, uh, there's an info uh, account there that I manage, so I'm more than happy to have a chat with people uh, anytime they'd like to, to send me through an email. The hub is all about taking on feedback and and trying to make uh, volunteering as accessible to as many people as we can. So I'm always happy to discuss that with
0: anyone who's interested. Beautiful. Thank you so much for your time today, Andrew. Really do appreciate it, and uh, look forward to talking to you again.
1: No, thank you so much, Matt. It was really great. Thank you.
0: No worries.